All right, all right, all right. Let's get this thing going here. See where we're at. Almost done on my end. Almost done on my end. And here we go. What's up, YouTube? Y'all, it is January the 21st. Um, rounding out my all right, all right, all right. We are rounding out the end of my winter season. I start treating lawns next Monday, and I could not be more excited. What is up, Alfred? What is up, my man, Pete? I am pumped. One more week of downtime, and then I'm back at it. Um, you know, so far, we've only had snow once this year, so I got my, my little taste of, uh, of scraping snow and putting down salt. I'm glad that's over with. Um, my brother-in-law and I, we got the treehouse built. We ripped the carpet out in the office, put in hardwood floors. So I've got shelves built in my garage now. Um, and where I need to be to get started in my 2018 season. Andy Burleson, what's up, my man? Pete, y'all got nine inches this week? Get out of here, man. That is crazy. Happy Sunday, Philip Sullivan. Hope all is well with you, sir. Sean Wilson, great to catch you live. Welcome aboard. This is my... Uh, this is my uh, week. Uh, uh, this is my weekly chance of myself live. And there's Ray, the Green Doctor. Wish it would snow here. Dealing with grass at this time of year is a pain. I bet it is. You know, Ray, I, I have all these big plans for everything I'm going to do over winter, and they never work out the way I say they're going to. Um, you know, outdoor designs as a whole, you know, we, we have a landscape division. We also have a tree company. And so, uh, so much of what I do in the winter uh, where I lack things to do in the lawn, which really I, I could create things to do in lawns. But uh, what I lack in doing with lawns, uh, I tend to pick up um, as an extra warm body on the landscape and tree side of things. So, you know, there you go. There you go. David Watkins, my man, playing Monopoly with the grass factor in the background. I apologize to your family in advance uh, for them having to catch wind of this. I'm sure they are excited to see me after my phone call to you at midnight last night and you were still working on marketing pieces. I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to judge. Pete, man, that's crazy. They forecast two inches, you get nine. That's bizarre. Uh, I couldn't even fathom what nine inches of snow like that. Uh, that's just a, an unreal number to me. Like uh, one thing in doing these videos, the one I did earlier today, I need a haircut. I look terrible. So there you go. There you go. This is true, Ray. And I am right there. Um, I'll kind of put this out. If anybody's watching and they're from the East Tennessee area, actively looking for, um, another person to join my team. So if anybody is lurking in the background and is a turf professional and would uh, like to do this thing together with me, shoot me an email and uh, I'd love to at least sit down, have lunch with you, talk to you. Just getting that out of there. Cat bird feeder, 74 degrees down your way. That's intense. I don't know what that's like. Although we were 62 today. So, you know, it's one of those things. We were at three degrees on Tuesday and uh, we are at 62. That's strange. Uh, always happy to see your pretty face. <laughs> All right, David, there you go. There you go. Um, yes, Pete, I am, I am actively uh, recruiting a new spray tech um so 
you know, I, I did that video on prodamine versus dimension as a uh, as a spring pre-emergent. And um, the reason why I did that is because that's that's a question I get asked a lot as far as, um, you know, what to go out with, which one is a better one. And, um, and you know, I just wanted to stress enough that it is uh, it's really a matter of personal preference. It's just understanding how they function and what their strengths and weaknesses are and using those to your advantage. Um, because, you know, truth be known, they're, they're both fine products at what they do. Um, I've never seen the post-emergent activity in dimension, although I have heard several people say they have, have seen it. So uh, there you go. But, you know, research shows that late applications of dimension do do better than late applications of prodiamine in terms of crabgrass control. So uh, from that instance alone, you know, I think Dimension is gonna be a better product for late applications. So that may be something to consider on new lawns or if you miss that first application, um, then you, um, you can always apply Dimension and there you go. If you only wanna, wanted to stock one product, couldn't you do Dimension three times a year? Um, uh, yeah, I guess you could. I don't know what yearly maximum maximums are on dimension. Um, not that familiar with the label. Um, I took a gander at it before I did the video. Uh, so, you know, I didn't, I didn't read it extremely extensively, but I know they play with that pints per acre rate. And as far as a yearly limit, I do not know. So could you do it three times a year? If the label says you can, absolutely. If you wanted to stock one product, that's assuming you don't overseed. Um, if you overseed in the fall, um, you know you really want to push back that late dimension app uh, to allow as much rooting as possible to take place. Because even though it's not an aggressive root pruner that I would consider um, prodamine to be, uh, it is also a root pruner. So keep that in mind. Uh, Ray says dimension needs a surfactant and application through a boom to see the post effect. Um, so smaller droplet size, concentrated droplets. Um, there you go. That's where you're going to get your, your results from dimension. CD Andrews. I'll take Duke. I'll take Duke. Why not? Just to play devil's advocate to, uh, to Pete. I'll, I'll say this is, this is Duke blue. Uh, in reality, it's just another plaid shirt I own because every shirt I own is either plaid or white or gray. Creature of habit I am. Creature of habit. Ray, why is dimension hard on Bermuda at annual maximums? Um, I'm just not familiar enough with the product, and I haven't used it uh, at high rates on Bermuda grass. So... An aggressive root pruner more than pro diamond. Pro diamond is the least soluble out of the two. That's right. Dimension goes deeper and prunes more roots. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So, um, dimension is much more soluble in water. So, if you if, if you've ever mixed pro diamine in a tank, you know how you, you know you always get the the sediment at the at the bottom. It's it's a, a little more difficult for it to go into suspension and stay in suspension, whereas dimension does so rather easily, because it does so rather easily it can, uh, it's going to move deeper into the soil um, and that's going to allow for more root pruning. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I always assumed prodamium was the worst root pruner of the two. Uh, I did not know that. I did not know that. Prodamine can be used on newly sprig Bermuda. Yes, I did know that. Uh, no, prodamine can be done. It, I want to say it's like an eight-week window or six-week window from time of sprigling, sprigging to a um, uh, between prodamine application to the time of sprigging. I, I think it's it's like a six to eight-week window there. You can't actually do that with prodamine. Would I? No. Um, but you know, most people don't sprig. Um, home lawns around here. Typically, the only, the only places that are um, sprigging in this area are going to be either a golf course or a uh, football field or something. Tall fescue in Alabama and have weeds I want to tackle. Can I go ahead and spot spray them with post-emergent now? 
Uh, Mandy, uh, it depends um, on what kind of weeds you're going after. It, it, well, let me say this. Can you go ahead and spot spray them with a post-emergent now? Yes. Yes, you can. Um, it's important to understand which weeds they are uh, and how the herbicide you're going to use will react in the cooler weather. Um, if you've got a nice stretch of normal winter weather ahead of you, you know, we'll say, you know, temperatures 50 plus, by all means, I'm sure you're going after winter weeds, um, then you can go ahead and, and have at it. Be sure to use a, a surfactant um, to maximize the efficacy of the weed control you are going to be using. So you should be good to go there. Have at it. Spot spray away. Uh, that's all we use is prodiamine. Always had exceptional results. Yep, me too. Me too. I just don't quite like the not much broadleaf control from prodiamine. Yeah, that's my one issue too, is that I don't get great broadleaf control from prodiamine, but I do tank mix my first two herbicide applications in the spring. So that's why I don't get too up in arms about it. Um, so, you know, if I'm worried about, you know, preventing corn speedwell and hairy, hairy bittercress, you know, that's one thing. But typically, you know, my first application like this this year, you know, going out the last week of January, um, you know, I'll be running, you know, triclopyr or, uh, you know, triclopyr in three-way. It, it's going to take care of it. So uh, before it has a chance to mature, go to seed, look all funny in the in the yard, it'll, it'll go ahead and be be knocked out. So not super concerned about it. Uh, also, with the broadleaf weeds that uh, Dimension tends to catch that prodiamine doesn't, it would have to be applied late winter. I mean, I'm sorry, early winter or late fall. Don't want to run that risk against new seeding at that time frame. So that's why. That's why. Uh, I see Simazine and Adrazine up here in the chat. I used to use Simazine and Adrazine for that. Okay, okay, for the sprigging. Not a lot of sprigging done down here. It's very rare. Um, I put down new grass seed this fall. It's gone from freezing and snow to being in the 60s over the last three days. If I spray weed killer to finish the clover off in my yard, grass. Um, probably not, Jeremy. Here's here's um, here's what I would go ahead and do is give it another week or so at normal temperatures to allow it to begin to recover. Let that lawn get some color back in it. Also, if you'll notice with those freezing uh, temperatures, that clover uh, will actually begin to lay over and um, and it's it's not going to be taking up herbicide real well in its weakened state. So um, the other thing is allow that clover to begin to slightly recover where you can see it's actively growing again and then hit it with the herbicide. You'll get a much more, um, you get a much more thorough level of control that way than you would if you, um, you know, hit it um, while it still hasn't quite resumed growth yet. So there you go. It grew to maturity this fall, had probably 12 weeks between when I threw it down and the uh, first frost. Yeah, you should be fine. I'm not worried about your zapping the grass so much as I would just uh, inhibited, uh, maybe not 100% control on the weeds. Um, let them rebound just a little from the cold weather and then have at it. Uh, winter weeds, a little stretch of warm weather. Yep, Mandy, rock and roll on it. Solid ground landscape construction. My man, Russell Skipper, down in the ATL. Yes, I am extremely ready for pre-emergent season. I'm chomping at the bits. I can't wait to get out. Skipper, I'll have to send you some pictures of what's going on in my garage. I think you'll like my new, uh, my new shelving. What's up, Juan? Busy Sunday. Glad I'm glad you tuned in. Thanks for tuning in, Juan. I appreciate it, sir. Can I power rake my lawn after dropping pre-emergent? I like to wait until the last freeze before power raking. I live in North Florida. Um, okay, so <laughs> this is one of those things. All right, I heart sushi. Um, you know, I... Plug in a yard. Okay, here's here's the thing. When you're dealing with these DNAs, they create a vapor barrier, and and the fact that it is a vapor barrier, um, I've read study after study after study, and there's no real conclusive effort that uh, conclusive um, 
um, evidence that agitating the, the soil surface at a, at a very thin depth is going to increase uh, uh, weed pressure um, and bust up that, that pre-emergent barrier. Um, you know, spring aerations, summer aerations, um, I mean, I've done extremely aggressive aerations. And as long as I'm not ripping large sections of the lawn out, I've never really had an issue of breakthrough with my pre-emergent. So could you power rake your lawn after dropping pre-emergent? Yeah, absolutely. Um, might you get a little breakthrough? Maybe, I don't know, but take note of it and see how exactly it does respond. And if that's the case, you know, maybe, maybe switch it up there. So, um, you know, if you want to get down a prodiamine application, then, uh, you know, prior to power raking, uh, then after power raking, you may want to go out with um, dimension. Uh, so just something to keep in mind, something to play with. I've never noticed breakthrough in terms of agitating the soil surface. Um, nothing that I would consider abnormal, at least. Um, it's just, you know, for lawns that I get my full rate of prodiamine on, um, I just, I never have an issue with going after the crabgrass. So in a, in part of that could play into the soil composition I have here. We have such heavy, dense clay soil. You know, we don't we don't have sandy soils here. So, um, you know, when you apply a pre-emergent, it hangs around. It hangs around for a long time. Um, in periods of uh, extensive wet weather, I, I never really have major issues out of prodiamine. I mean, that's typically where people will have issues out of um, dimension. So never really a big issue for me. Um, so there you go. Have you heard about any issues with applying spectacle in the late spring, April and May? Um, I don't know. I don't, I would ask actually, uh, Skipper, if you're still in, uh, can you answer that? You have any issues with, uh, late spectacle applications? I haven't used a lot of spectacle. Um, the only thing I'm super, uh, I guess hesitant about with spectacle is the fact that it is a severe root pruner. So uh, make sure that's established turf and, you know, rock and roll on it. But as far as late applications um, and, you know, potential chlorosis taking place or some phytotoxicity, I, I, I'm not the one to answer that. Let me scroll down here. Ray, spectacle prunes roots the worst out of all the pre's. Be careful. I've seen it towards warm season golf fairways. There we go. There we go. Um, I'm looking bit better results with goosegrass and chamber bitter, uh, fill it for chamber. Yep. Gallery is going to be, uh, is going to be a better bet for chamber bitter. Uh, if you're looking at spectacle, maybe you need Celsius or MSM. Be careful. Thanks for everything. Hey, thank you, sir. Um, I've aerovated my lawn many times in the spring and summer and had no issues with breakthrough. Yeah, I don't either. <clears throat> I don't either. I, I don't, I don't have that issue. AC Fuller. Typically, I do two pre-emergent treatments in the spring, around February and April. Uh, however, this year, I'm just going out once, and that'll be in the month of February with a full rate of prodiamine. So I'm going to do a single spring application of prodiamine this year. I'm going to be going out at 1.3, maybe a pound and a half of AI per acre. Uh, so whatever, whatever that comes out to, uh, pounds per thousand ounces per thousand, something along the lines of that. Um, one thing I do not do is, and this is what I was trying to stress in that video, is, is I, don't, I don't go out with a half rate of prodiamine and then a half rate of dimension, thinking that that's going to have some sort of overlapping results. Uh, it just it doesn't work that way. Um, yeah, MSM and uh, centipede transition, let me tell you, be careful. Be extremely careful. I have zapped more centipede than I care to admit uh, doing that. And um, so you definitely, definitely, definitely have to make sure it's out of uh, transition. Um, how long is MSM active? It's going to vary based on your uh, soil pH. It's a, it's a uh, sulfonyl urea. So uh, it's actually going to be more persistent at higher pHs. It's going to be more soluble in, in higher pH. Actually, I think MSM may be one of the uh, sulfonyl ureas 
that uh, is uh, it, it tolerates a wider range of, of pHs other uh, than other sulfonyl ureas efficacy. So uh, just keep that in mind. It's extremely, um, I would say, I don't know. I don't know 100% how long it's going to be active. But uh, the soil activity that occurs with MSM uh, is serious, serious stuff. Um, so, you know, just just keep that in mind and, and and by all means, you know, keep it away from from transition because you can definitely um, smoke some things out. Um, I know I've done it. Trees included. Trees um, are not shown any mercy by metsulfuron methyl. So keep that in mind. Let me scroll down here. My primary pre-application is prodiamine at the medium rate plus full rate gallery in October or November. There we go. There we go. MSM is active for up to a year, not for centipede in transition. There you go. Uh, a year. Mm. In sandier soils, yeah, you're probably not going to have uh, that length of um, of soil residual. The half life is going to be much shorter. But here's here's the thing: is that while it is active in the soil, it's still going to be pretty powerful. You know, you may you may have only 30 days of activity in the soil, you know, maybe 60 days, worst case scenario. But still, you know, think about, um, you know, how, how long does transition last in your area? One thing to keep in mind. One thing to keep in mind. <laughs> yeah, watch out for desirable trees in the area. That's right. Um, just kind of a note. Um, if you are going to use MSM, be very careful of overlap because if you're using a half ounce rate and you double up on your overlap somewhere, all of a sudden you're at a one ounce rate and trees in that area are not going to like that. Uh, Perry Sutherland, I like soil temps above 32, probably around 45 would be ideal for me because uh, um, I'm not really going to act so much on soil temperatures with prodiamine as I am um, here in general because I know that I'm going to begin to get crab germination uh, mid to late April. So uh, I want to make sure I've got my full rate down before mid to late April. Uh, just in my experience, the later I make that first application, they, uh, I pick up a new customer in March. Uh, I get my full rate down between March and April. Um, I do not have the level of control that I do if I'm putting it down in February and April. Uh, take that for what it is, but in my experience, those are the results I have, and that's why I go out as early as I possibly can with prodiamine. Um, because I'm much more confident with the end result that I'm going to get by getting it down early. So in terms of soil temperature, I'm not going to pay attention to that a whole lot as much as I am um, just getting it down. Let's see here. RBL Jackson, what's going on, man? You may be late, but it's not over. We're still talking about pre-emergent here, and we're still talking about metsulfuron methyl smoking oak trees. Um, discuss prodiamine on thin lawns. MDMA, um, what turf type? What turf type are you looking for with prodiamine on thin lawns? Um, because that actually makes makes a huge difference. Um, I will tell you that with Bermuda grass on thin lawns, um, even at a at a, a pound and a half, I mean, I have done some extremely aggressive grow-ins um, with with you know a high rate. What are soil temperatures here? We're at, uh, almost forty degrees here, so I feel comfortable with that. Um, Warm common Bermuda. Okay, so yeah, man, I have done, I've done some very aggressive uh, grow ins. So here's here's a for instance. Um, 
I've, I picked up this property. It was like 60,000 square feet. Uh, he only had enough money to sod about 30,000 square feet. And so we stagger sodded the, um, the, the property. Um, and I actually put down a one pound rate of prodamine and a very aggressive um, feed program to get it grown in. And uh, it, it all grew in fine. It went dormant. We actually had a, had a pretty decent winter that year. It all came out of dormancy. And so, you know, in, in terms of that, I wouldn't worry just a whole lot about it. Um, if it's, if, if it's thin, as long as you have somewhat coverage, you should be okay. Uh, the other thing, too, is if you have the ability to aerate it, by all means, uh, poke holes in it, man. Uh, definitely poke some holes in it. That will help. Um, that will help that that Bermuda grass in the in the thin areas. Now, if you're talking about thin areas uh, from light issues, um, then that's going to be a whole nother um, a whole nother issue. Uh, if you're if you're showing them with light issues and you know you're concerned whether or not the pre-emerge is going to have an effect, uh, no, you know. It's uh, not going to be so much of an issue. Uh, that is just the light in general. You gotta you gotta fix the light issue. Um, Ray's also talking about high to cut. Um, that's that's going to be a great thing too. Um, if you have the ability to mow, you know, four times a week, um, you know, by all means, drop it your high to cut way down there and uh and you'll be super happy with it as long as long as you're somewhat level and stuff um usually the lower you keep it cut the more sensitive the uh, turf is going to be towards uh prodiamine as well so you got a thin lawn you still want to use prodiamine keep your keep your high to cut up a little bit um you know maybe consider aerating uh, to encourage the the creeping activity, another thing you can also consider is uh, growth regulators. Trinaxapac would be a good fit in that instance, especially if you feel like spoon feeding your fertilizer. What's up, Mark? I was I was pleasantly surprised to hear from the lawn care nut about helping with this new book. Trust me, I was. Uh, I was just as um, shocked about it as as you were. <laughs> uh, lawn care nut lit the raging lawn care fire under my ass years ago. He is my Yoda. Yoda, that is funny, man. That is funny. Um, we've got uh, we've definitely we've, we've got some cool things in the works. Uh, also. I think uh, him meeting John Perry with um, Green County Fertilizer, uh, you know, I, to be honest, I think that hit the the it lit the the raging lawn care fire under his ass uh, because I know whenever I have a conversation with John Perry, it always puts the raging lawn care fire under my ass. So I'd say they everybody's benefiting right there in that that whole scenario i think that that was that was really good exciting stuff um yeah as as ray says uh primo and liquid fertilizers together go wrong there i mean that's going to be a uh, real strong if you don't have access to liquid fertilizers that's fine drop your granular rates see if you can find granulars with uh with good micronutrient blends and um and spoon feed that way and uh, as long as you can keep up with your mowing, your Primo will help you keep up with your mowing. You, you'll have no problem getting that to fill in. Um, you know, I grew in my backyard this year. I probably had to cover about 10,000 square feet. And uh, I just did silly things with fertilizer. So <laughs> and it, it all grew in. And I didn't, I didn't use Primo. And I, I kept it mowed at about three inches the entire year just to uh, minimize the amount I had to mow on it. So there you go. And it's common Bermuda. I picked up a new customer in the fall with text turf variety of Bermuda. From what I understand, problem with rye showing up in the fall and early spring. Doesn't want blanket app or pre-in ideas. RBL Jackson, there is no 
good solution for that. Okay, if he doesn't if he doesn't want a uh, a blanket app or a pre emergent variety of Bermuda, I don't understand. Um, I do, I mean, is it newly sodded or something? Problem with rice showing up in the fall and early spring. So he's got perennial rye in it, and more than likely, it's not. Well, it could be rye, but probably what it is is a poa. And he doesn't want a blanket app or preem. I, I mean, there's just there's nothing you can do. That would have to be the two things you do: uh, is a, a one a blanket app, and two of uh, a pre-emergent. Uh, you know, there's there's no other way around it. Um. If not, you know, I mean, really, your only other option would be, you know, to to spot spray a bunch of, uh, a, you know, monument or revolver. Um, you there, man, you just you don't really have an option there. I mean, you got to do a blanket app of something, and you got to use a pre-emergent of some kind. It's just not going to work without it. Um, have you used hook surfactant? Very expensive for a sticker, if you ask me. If so, is it worth it? Uh, Defurnt, I, I have not used hook surfactant. I could do a quick Google search and uh, see what the active ingredient is. Um, but if it's just a standard, uh, you know, non-ionic surfactant, then uh, you know, and, you know, you, you've got no issue uh, dropping your price range on that. These newer surfactants, what they are is uh, mixed with organosilicones, and that's really going to slick it up with that as a, as a, as a surfactant, you know, uh, make it super, super, super slick. Um, and that is why you'll see that uh, increase in pricing. Okay, so... Let's see. Superior adhesion to plants, improving contact activity, which means more efficient spreading and penetrating power. Um, adapts to the type of pesticide solution used. Uh, proven drift control. Uh, stick to target, optimized coverage, improves penetration. Has wetting properties for all types of leafy surfaces. Okay, so I don't think this is just a traditional... Um, uh, surfactant. I think this is more along the lines of it's probably going to have something for um, let's see, alkyl polyoxyethylene ethers, polymerized resins and fatty acids. Okay. Okay. That's all that makes it up. And inert ingredients. Ah, man, I don't know if it's if it's uh, if it's worth it or not. Um, polymerized resins and fatty acids. So I'm trying to, let's see, the fatty acids have me thinking it's going to be more along the lines of a methylated seed oil, which is going to be more of a, more of a, a, a fatty acid, um, and a polymerized resin. Um, okay. So when you think, when I think about polymerized resins, I think about when they react, um, methylene urea with sulfuric acid it creates this really, um, you know, hard on, and it's like super slick uh, at first when you put it on, and then when it cures, it becomes this this real hard deal. So I, I think what they're doing is um, they're using that polymer resin as uh, as like a sticker to adhere to things, um, and it's going to be really slick and and it, it, it would feel like it, it kind of cakes to your skin when you get it on your skin. Um, and then they use that fatty acid as the penetrant. So that's probably why they're justifying their cost being so high. Um, is it worth the money? I don't know. That's one of those things, man. You just, you'd have to try it. Do a little side-by-side -side comparison and see what you think. If he gets Pete from GCI Turf involved, my head will explode. <laughs> yeah, I will too. Uh, I'll tell you who uh, Long Care Nut get, gets to needs to get involved is um, uh, he needs to get Pete from GCI Turf and the Green Doc of uh, of Hawaii. He needs a YouTube channel. And needs to get in on this because uh, Ray is is above and beyond knowledgeable. I mean, he's the next level. Early, early, early in my career, I started reading things that Ray did. 
and it was just a giant inspiration for everything I did. And that was why, I mean, after reading all the information he put out, that I wanted to continue. The, it put a, a fire, it, it put a, a raging lawn care fire in my ass to continue with educational efforts because there are no educational, well, there, there's very limited educational sources for industry professionals. Even homeowners lack um, educational resources on learning how to do, what to do, when to do it. And so that was always, that became my motivation to do what I do, uh, is to go at it from an education standpoint and to give back to the industry what's been given to me, um, which, is, which has been a career. Uh, let's see, RBL Jackson, nope, she had triggering last year, went white after spraying. Uh, huh. Right. If it went right, white, the only thing I can think is that they use tenacity uh, as a post-emergent or maybe Pilex. Those two are going to be the two bleachers. Um, they probably use tenacity as a, as a weed control. I've seen people do that in Bermuda grass, and it, it looks silly. Last year I had a property green with crabgrass. I'm in a pickle what to do this season. If I apply pre-emergent, I can't reseed till fall. Uh, Charles, what does it look like right now? Um, these are always my favorite. Um, You know, Charles, seriously, like, okay, if it was loaded with crabgrass last season, that's fine. Uh, what does it look like now? All the crabgrass should be should be skeletonized, um, and you'll see exactly how much turf coverage you have. Um, if you've got, you know, some considerable size bare areas, then treat your good areas and mark those bare areas so that way you know to go ahead and seed those and don't and don't put your pre-emergent on them. Uh, that way you can go ahead and see those this spring and then maybe do a late application of pre-emergent to try and catch anything that might potentially break through. Um, so it's going to be more work, uh, obviously. But here's the other thing, too, is that even if you have a little bit of coverage, uh, you know, with with proper you know nutrition, pop, proper fertilization, you know, even fescue plants, they're not necessarily going to spread, like cover a big, large area. But... The, the plant size will mature. So if you've got a plant that's this big around, uh, feasibly in a growing season, you can get it to cover this much area. You know, it's going to expand, you know, to a four inch, um, in some instances, a six inch plant. And that's going to eat up a lot of space. So if you got two here and here, and all of a sudden there's this big, now you've covered a lot of area. So uh, it can be deceiving there that it, it looks more bare than it actually is. Um, that was one of the issues I, ha I had, one of the big hangups I had when I first got into a fescue market was, uh, you know, uh, you know, spraying out the weeds and the lawn looking bare. And then, you know, you, you, you get pretty aggressive with fertilizer and come back like, man, I'll be goodness if <laughs> filled in. It's crazy. So one thing to keep in mind there. Uh, it's going to be tough. I thought the same as what you're saying. Thanks for the inputs. We'll try and convince them to blanket pre. If it went white, must have been Pilex or Tenacity. Only Bermuda, if you know what you're doing. Yep, there you go. Uh, how much RGS or Humic do you plan on applying this year? Philip, um, round one, I'm going to go out with RGS. Round two, I'm going to go out with um, 8 product or Dethatch. Um and then round three, I'm going to use the other one. So if I use air eight round two, then I'm going to use deep thatch round three. Um, it's just so much cheaper for me to buy John Perry's products than it is to um, mix it myself in the tank. And it saves me a lot of time. So there you go. There you go. Silicone surfactants actually cause herbicides to dry faster than to be absorbed. MSO or non-ionic surfactant is better there we go um that hook is a sticker for fungicides not for herbicides there we go there we go oh i lost my spot i lost my spot been using hook my supplier sells it as their most premium surfactant would like a cheaper option though no resin based surfactant for herbicides <clears throat> hinders absorption 
That's just I, I don't know a whole lot of resin-based surfactants. That's probably the first one I've ever seen. <clears throat> the closest silicone, I like um, – there is uh, – what is the one by Helena? Um, a dynamic. I really like dynamic. Um, it's really low organosilicone uh, mixed with a crop oil uh, concentrate, and uh, that is an extremely hot – surfactant you have to be very careful when you're using it uh you have to know the 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 temperature your your temperature ranges for the day you just have to be on your p's and q's um because even if you just go out and you spray dynamic across a fescue yard and it's 90 degrees outside it's gonna it's gonna yellow the fire out of that fescue yard so it's just one thing to keep in mind. You have to be very careful with uh with high-end surfactants like that it's like old you know the li 700 um, that was one of those things, you know, you can, you can go spray it on a warm day and, and, you know, you'll, you'll yellow, uh, broadleaf weeds with it. Um, so, you know, just, just keep it in mind. In lawn care guy, I got my app license last year, new spraying game. RBL Jackson, welcome aboard. You will never be the same. This will take over everything you do. You eat, breathe, drink, sleep, uh, and you'll always be going after it. You always be chasing it. Hello, I have a neighbor that aerates three times a year, early spring, late summer, early summer, and fall. Uh, he recedes only during the fall. We are in Charlotte. Is this worth it? Uh, forever 2010? Um, it's, it's, it's not a bad thing. Um, you know, so here's the thing. You know, by, by aerating, you got to think about what you're doing. You're... Uh, by pulling cores out of the ground, you're encouraging water infiltration. You're encouraging air infiltration into that root zone. Uh, you're potentially causing an explosion of root mass in those areas. Um, so is it worth it? Uh, sure. Yeah. If, if that's what you want to do, is it all that necessary? If it's a home lawn, man, uh, it's probably not unless he's just got, you know, some sick, nasty, you know, super red, you know, non, um, you know, hydrophilic soil. I mean, if, 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 if his soil is repelling water, then absolutely it may be needed. Um, you know, if he is, has a lawn that was basically installed on top of, you know, structural fill dirt, then, um, yeah, it, it may need to be aerated three times a year. That's not out of this world, um, to think that. Um, so is it ever a bad thing to do it? No, it's not. Uh, it just, that may be a little bit overkill, but again, I don't know the situation. I don't know what his soul test shows. I don't know. I'll see what I can do. Pete Hook is labeled for herbicides, fungicides, and insecticides. Charles Wilson Brown. Um, original question was Charles. Oh, here we go. It's brown now. Now the yard is brown. Um, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know what to tell you. I would keep off those bare areas like, like I would suggest you reseed those. Um, you go ahead and get your pre-emergent down on the rest of the lawn where you got coverage and then and then have at it. Uh, aerate overseed those. Then hopefully get down to late pre-emergent in the, in the areas that uh, are right now, you know, uh, bare. Jake the Long Kid, what's up, man? How are you, sir? Let's see here. Uh, yeah, Bear, it's an acre property. That is, um, it's an acre, so yeah, I mean, that's going to definitely increase your uh, your summer work there. Definitely going to increase it. Dynamic is expensive, but the best. I, I really like it. I really like it. Uh, any great results with seaweed extract and humic acid looking to add, but only if it's going to make good improvement in lawn quality. Okay, Defert, here's the thing. Um, here's how, okay, it, as a standalone product, humic acid and seaweed extract is not going to impress you. You can go out, you can put it on your yard, and you're going to be like, okay, why did I do that? Uh, the key to humic acid is the fact that it, it 
it can form weak organic acids. Uh, well, they are. They're, humic acid is, a, is, a, is an organic acid. Uh, and it can bind with other elements. So micronutrients in particular, um, you know, it'll have that chelating effect and you're going to get better movement into the plant. You're going to get more efficient uptake by the plant. Um, in the same instance, you can also get more efficient uptake by the root system. But typically, you can do more things foliarly, fertility-wise, than you can through root absorption alone. So keep that in mind. You can get really fancy. You can get really artsy-fartsy with your um, uh, liquid fertility program with humic acid. And then you add the seaweed extract on top of that. Um, and then what that's actually going to do is supply hormones. And that's going to, and, and so it can have a little bit of a, um, I did a video about this. I'm not exactly sure. Um, it can, supplying the hormones can help regulate, uh, the function in the plant. So you apply the nutrients with the humic acid, the seaweed extract is going to help um, delegate where those uh, nutrients are being utilized in whatever function of the plant. So it's pretty in-depth science for what's going on with it. Um, will it make a good improvement? Yes, absolutely. Uh, but again, not as a standalone product. You have to be applying it in conjunction with supplied nutrients. You just can't go out with it alone. You know, mix it with you know a good NPK and micro source. Uh, or NK and micro source, and you'll be much happier with that than you would if you just ran a straight NK micro source. Um, it just it's going to enhance. It's 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 a delivery uh, tool. Um, that's the, the the best way I can put it. It's just more efficient delivery. How about that? How about that? Multiply for your nutrition. Yep. Matt, look at your text message, please. Let me check it out here, Pete. Let me check it out. Let's see. Yep, hoping to get my CEUs done in January and start premium maps in February in West Texas. That's uh, that is the way to do it. Yeah, Pete. Yeah, man. Don't worry about it. You have at it. Pete asked, <laughs> Pete's asking about, for people that are asking about the um, the Academy on the chat, and he just, he wanted to make sure he wasn't, he wasn't stepping on my toes. But no, by all means, absolutely answer them. For those of you uh, that want to get more in depth with your, um, with your home lawns and stuff, uh, Pete is, has set up his own, uh, academy catering towards the homeowners uh, where he's going into more detail coaching you guys on how to deliver the best lawn possible so uh, by all means um, all the homeowners out there that are looking for that that next level you know pre-setup program for you with access to the different products that we use as professionals Pete has you set up for that so yeah absolutely by all means Pete take care of those people um, seaweed is capable of forcing root growth, but does not replace fertilizer. This is right. This is right. Ever going to have water well drilled for your ir irrigation? Um, I'm MDMA. I'm, I'm never going to have an irrigation system put in, um, here in Knoxville, you know, our average is, is about 40 inches of rain per year. So, um, not a big demand for, um, uh, for me at least to have an irrigation system, maybe one day. Um, but where I'm at right now, I just, not really. I don't need it that bad. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to spend the money that bad yet. How about the, that one day when I can afford it and I'm not worried about it, I will. Maybe one day when I'm a grown up, I'll be able to afford it. Now I will have a, a, a well dug right now. I can't, can't wait to step up the long game this year with GCI turf fertilizer and advice. There you go. Do you ever use the UT Ag Institute for soil testing? And so what is the turnaround? Uh, Tell Coleman, not usually uh, because they typically don't tell me a whole lot. 
Um, so if I'm going to have soil testing done, um, golly, I just switched companies that I used. Um, and I cannot remember the name of this company for the life of me. Andy Burleson, if you're still in the chat, what is the one that is helping us out uh, in the lawn care applicator group? Um, if you bear with me, I will. Uh, I may be able to find it really quick. Um, mm -hmm. Nope, I can't remember and I can't find it. I can't find it. Um, when are you coming over to the Z spray side? That's funny, Defer. I'm not, never. Uh, I am permagreen till the day I die. Um, and it's 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 pretty simple, and you know everybody can disagree with me as much as they want. But when it comes to a permagreen and a Z spray, my preference is I would much rather run the permagreen. It's a simple machine. I can work on it uh, extremely well. I'm very proficient in working on it. Uh, what's up, Michael? Um, and pretty much anything that ever goes wrong with it, I can go to an auto port part store and be up and running within an hour. Um, very, very, very rarely do I have to call Permagreen and say, Hey, I need a part. In fact, with my two machines, I haven't done that in a really long time. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Uh, I do not, uh, I do not want to re-enter the learning curve with a Z spray. I don't want to deal with hydraulics. Um, it's just it's a and the machine doesn't handle the hills where I'm at in Knoxville. Um, you know, it's one of the big complaints of other lawn care professionals around here um, is that they um, they can't use it on anything with with much of a hill. So that's why I use Parmagreen. I can get it pretty much wherever. Waypoint Labs. There you go. Uh, Waypoint Labs is a good place to have a soil test done. There you go. Um, and there's different classifications of soil tests that are going to give you varying degrees of information. Um, I think that SM1 is going to um, be like the basic one. Then there's going to be an SM3 that's going to be a little more in-depth. And then the NCDA will be the most in-depth. So there you go. Waypoint Labs. Let's see here, Matt. Are you and LCN getting ready to collaborate, Michael? In some some form, fashion, in the uh, in the way, yeah. We're, um, he has brought me on as technical advisor for his ebook that uh, ebook series that he's putting out. So, um, you know, basically, I'm just um, double checking everything he does, and you know, offering any inputs um, as far as I have based on, you know, the the, the overall concept that he's come up with. Um, and, you know, the, the, the thing about Alan is that Alan knows a lot. I mean, he really does. He knows a lot, a lot. So um, not really a whole lot there. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm basically I'm, I'm making sure he, he doesn't, you know, publish a mistake. So there you go. Uh, think about uh, adding one this year, like the ground logic I used to have. Z spray is no go on hills for sure. The fern, I'm in the not, uh, the um, I'm in the mountains of East Tennessee, man. I, I have to have something that can tolerate the hills. I do not have a flat property here, so um, it's got to be able to handle the nastiest of hills. And that's what you are doing for round two. Um, maybe so. Um, Round two, I'm probably going to be going out with, um, I haven't 100% decided. It depends on, um, CW, the Grass Factor Academy, I don't know. That, what I'm going to be doing is going to be deal, uh, directed more towards uh, business professionals than it will be homeowners. Pete is going to be catering more towards homeowners. Um, I'm going to be more interested in business to business work. It's not that I don't like homeowners, um, but I, it's 
my commitment to the industry, I want to make sure that the guys that are out there doing this for a living have an educational resource that they can go to when they have a question because I don't want to see guys like me ruin the industry for the rest of us. Um, you know, that's why we lose things like MSMA. Um, you know, because a lot of the products we use are this close from being a chemical weapon. If you look at carbaryl, it's an organophosphate. Uh, it is this close to being a serious, serious, serious chemical weapon. So I want all the guys like me to understand exactly why they're doing what they're doing. Um, because we're flirting with disaster each and every time we mix up a tank. So, uh, I'm going to be geared more towards, um, industry pros there you go there you go um let's see here any equipment advice for a guy who can't get a permagreen yet uh for lawn apps under an acre uh keeping in mind wind is always a problem here not sure i can even get a skid cheaper options to get started rbl jackson man the only thing i can tell you to do is get a skid um you gotta get a skid. If there's anything you can start with, start with the skid. For those of you that aren't familiar, a skid is going to be a setup with a tank and a, a pump and a motor that goes in the in the back of your truck. Um, it is so versatile in terms of what you can do. You can do spoon feeding applications. Uh, you can do higher rates of of um, inputs. Um, I mean, you can really dress up a program using liquid. Um, so, and if you're, especially if you're dealing with, with wind, you know, you can do high volume applications. Um, so, you know, you can do four gallons to the per thousand square feet, and that's going to make wind less of an issue at low pressure versus, you know, trying to run, you know, um, a gallon per thousand square feet or even a half gallon per thousand square feet. So save your money, save aggressively and get a skid. I think that's the only way to go. Get a used one, um, and, and you know, but you, just a get a get a skid, man. Got to get a skid. Um, I run five hundred customers per tech. What's your thought? Average seven thousand. Um, what's your thought? Average seven thousand a lawn in my seven, oh seven thousand square feet. Um. I mean, it, it really deferent. That's your that's your business philosophy, man. However, you want to go about it. Uh, you know, if they've got a, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if if they're if they've got a, a half mile, uh, you know, average, uh, you know, and they've got five hundred customers in that half mile, I mean, you know, why not give them seven fifty? Um, you know, if they're covering ten miles, then you know, five hundred may be on point. Um, you know, if, and if all they're doing is are treatments, then you know, it's, I mean, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it. I mean, that's your, that's, that's your prerogative. You know, that's, that's how you want to structure your business and, and it can be worked with in that. Um, I mean, you can do, you can do a, a, a lot with that. You know, 7,000 square feet of lawns, you know, for me, that's a, uh, that's a, that's a permagreen <laughs> area right there. I mean, 7,000 square feet, you can be on and off that in a permagreen and, you know, two minutes, two and a half minutes. And uh, so that's where I would go. Let's see. Booms work better in the wind. AI nozzles. There you go. Uh, AI nozzles are specifically designed for wind. So keep that in mind. Um, and you know, you can also you know, really dial, dial up your volume uh, with booms. Um, so just because you're using a boom doesn't mean you're doing necessarily low low volume applications. You can definitely do high volume applications at, at, with booms. Um, in fact, that's something that Ray does um, does aggressively and does well. Makes sense. Larger volume, less drip. Thanks. Rather cry once than buy the wrong equipment multiple times. Yeah, RBL. That uh, that is yeah. And and Ray in particular. And I, I've got uh, pictures saved of, of Ray's walking boom setup, and he uses Quick Connects to be able to run it on his skid. 
so RBL, if you want to shoot me an email, uh, I can I can send you pictures of his setup that he built because it is uh, it is truly elite of the elite prayer setups. You just you can't you can't beat it. Um, any backpacks prayers you recommend for a homeowner? I heart sushi. Um, I always use um, solo backpacks. So you know there you go. Um, I don't have any issues with them, either the Lesco brand or the uh, solo backpacks. Um, if you're going to be doing some serious applications with the backpack, um, you know, they make motorized backpacks. That's going to be gas powered. Um, that's what Ray likes to run. Um, they also make battery powered backpacks, which, um, you know, those are they'll work, too. In terms of brand, I don't really use uh, a lot of of. Um, Motorized backpack sprayers, whether that be electric or gas, um, I would say Solo is probably going to be your more elite in terms of gas-powered ones. Uh, for battery-powered ones, I don't know. I don't know. Very, very seldom do I pull backpacks, so uh, I stick with Solo. It's what I know, and uh, you can get AI nozzles for uh, backpacks, and I suggest um, you do that than the just the traditional fan tip. Um, what up, Corporate HQ? Um, I think you want me to start prodiamine at 50 degrees soil temp or mid Feb. Did he appear in March or April? Thanks, brother. Georgia, Bermuda grass. Um, if you're in Georgia and you're on Bermuda grass, I mean, you can go ahead and, and get your prodiamine down now. Um, you know, I know my friends in, in West Tennessee or, you know, their second week into, um, their second week into pre-emergent applications. So, <clears throat> you know, you can have at it. You can do it at 50 degrees. That's cutting it really close. So, um, I don't, I personally wouldn't wait till 50 degrees soil temperatures to start putting down prodiamine. Uh, I'm going to get it down as, as, you know, early as I can within reason. So, um, typically leading up, you, you know, up to March, you know, it's going to be a good time frame to get that first application down of uh, prodiamine. Um, if you're at 55 degrees or later, then you definitely you're going to want to use your dimension then. Well, you, you should be fine to use use that. Let me get, it, let me get up here. Let me get up here. I'm running 150, 200,000 a day per tech. That's pretty good, DFERP. That's what I that's what I like to do, 150 to 200,000 a day. So, any stories of homeowners being busted for new label MSMA, MDMA? Uh, not that I heard of, but um, you never know. You never know. What can I put down on my lawn to keep the kids off of it? That's a good one, Texas Welder. I don't know. I do not know. A barbed wire. Yeah, that's a good one. Thumbtacks. Lots of thumbtacks. That would work too. All right, Pete, I'll send it to you. It's pretty good stuff. Used a hand sprayer last year, but it was a pain. Yep, end and drive. I could have told you Ray was going to say that. It, especially for something like a, a pre-emergent, especially like one like prodiamine that requires such uh, aggressive agitation. Um, you know, end and drive would, would be a better bet. Um, the only thing is that for a homeowner, an engine drive backpack is going to be pretty expensive. Pretty expensive. Let's see here. It's getting oddly quiet in the living room. I'm afraid my kids are up to no good. Let's see what time it is. Whoa, my goodness. It is 8.04. All right, everyone, I'm going to have to get off of here. I got to put the kids to bed, get them bathed and stuff. Uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Please stick around. Coming up, uh, what we have is I'm going to be doing, my next video is going to be about building fungicide programs. Uh, we're going to try and talk a little bit about the modes of actions of fungicides, rotating fungicides, how to minimize uh, fungicide um uh, how to minimize fungicide resistance because resistance is going to be the thing of the future that we all need to start planning for now. 
So fungicides is what's next up on the list. Hopefully I'll be able to get that out this week. Um, also, um, here soon, now that uh, John Perry has gotten through the Real Green Show uh, trade show, uh, he and I are really going to work hard to uh, get dialed in on our um, uh, our YouTube Live. He and I will be doing a YouTube Live. We're going to talk about lots of different things, top dressings, biosolids. And uh, we're also going to be talking about the granular fertilizer that we're going to be producing in conjunction together. Uh, that is going to be a biochar and linardite-based fertilizer uh, homogenized with ammonium sulfate and potassium sulfate. Um, other than that, again, I really appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. Um, big thanks to the Lawn Care Nut for reaching out to me and us being able to work on that project together. Uh, homeowners that are looking to take your lawns to the next level, Pete has his grass, um, Pete has his GCI Turf Academy being set up. Check that out. And uh, as always, big thanks to Ray for helping me out in the chat. Um, and uh, and that's about it. I hope y'all have a great week. Time to start spraying again. So take this last week to get everything organized, get your orders in place, pick up your material, and it is go time. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Take care. And as always, take it easy.